Hello, and welcome to the Lazy Readings Podcast. I am your host, London Floyd, and today we will be reading about someone who has taken refuge in the depths of their own mind, a lingering loneliness turning to false love for comfort. In my mind is a menagerie of monsters, a manipulation of my mental capacities, a zoo of creatures familiar to me. My animals provide me with a sense of comfort, more or less. I keep them locked in their own little habitats, and I care for them. I am their zoo's warden, their overseer. The monkeys live in the east wing of my zoo. They bear their white, grinning teeth, banging their fists. They pull on their hair, much like I do. The monkeys like to mimic me when I pass by their cage, almost as if they are mocking my own frustrations. Monkey see, monkey do, I suppose. The jaguar paces in his cage, checking the tree in his environment for a threat that does not exist. He drags his black, silky paws around in the dirt, his body keeping low to the ground, his movements quick, almost as if he were being followed. He licks his paws, but he knows that he will never be clean. I know that feeling well enough. There is an elephant that lives close to me within my room, but I do not bother to acknowledge him. It is large and gray and it looms over my bed when I try to sleep. Its beady eyes watch me, ominous and sullen. It has been several months since my zookeeper has gone on holiday. He loved my animals. He was aware of their problems, and though he did not fully understand them, he did not judge them for how they were created. He fed them, not with the grains of contempt and flesh of suffering, but with the sustenance of love and empathy. He was an extremely busy man. I don't blame him for not having the time to take care of an entire zoo. I did not want to burden him, and so I let him leave as he pleased. I did not tell him of the impending fear gnawing vehemently on my stomach. The day he left, I love you, escaped my lips, but the words, don't leave me here alone, lingered in the back of my throat like a timid doe. Don't worry, I'll be back soon, he smiled, petting the jaguar. The jaguar purred, relaxing onto the ground inside his enclosure. The animals in the surrounding habitats gathered around, mourning my zookeeper's departure. He pulled me into his arms for one last embrace. Three months, he reassured me. Three months, I repeated, sighing into his chest. His hands fell to his sides. He smiled one last time, sending a wave of melancholy into my heart. Reluctant, he made his way toward the gate. Autumn leaves crunched under his boots. Each step he took felt like needles pricking my skin. Nevertheless, I waved goodbye as he closed the metal bars behind him. My breath caught in my throat. The muscles in my arms froze in place. My eyes darted from side to side, my soul desperate for reassurance and validation. The jaguar paced in his habitat, a low, rumbling growl emanating from the pit of his stomach. The monkeys chattered frantically to each other, throwing rocks and dirt at the walls of the enclosure. From the entrance, I had a direct view of my bedroom window towards the center of the zoo. The beady eyes of the elephant reflected the setting sun, its looming figure taking up most of the window space. I locked eyes with it, non-existent bugs crawling through my veins and down my spine. It rained for three days after that. The new zookeeper arrived three nights later, on a moment's notice. I remember it well. He arrived in stealth, wearing a smirk sharper and slicker than the talons of a hawk, his chest puffed confidently in primal dominance. He tipped his hat to shake off the excess rain, 
revealing his eyes. They were blue, piercing and saturated despite the dull light of the lamp posts that flickered outside the zoo's gate. I promise you, I will do anything for you and your animals, he reassured me. At the time, I had grown desperate from lack of staffing and tired from the amount of work I had on my shoulders. He seemed sincere enough, his large, firm stature giving off an intoxicating sense of comfort and familiarity. I looked him over for a solid minute, examining his body language. He did not move an inch, a formal regality emanating from his pores, his chin held high, almost as if he were standing at attention. Finally, he playfully cocked his head to one side like an aging barn owl and said, in a friendly tone, What? I was intrigued, to say the least. I smiled, my hands outstretched to open the gate. Welcome to my zoo, I said. I hope you like it here. This was a stretch for me. I never let people into my menagerie. There were no visitors, no humans in my animal oasis. I only allowed zookeepers on occasion, although even the previous zookeeper had to be interviewed extensively before he ever set foot in my zoo. But not this one. I trusted him. There was something about him, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. His mere presence caused my entire state of mind to shift. I felt as if I were finally home when I noticed his relaxed shoulders, his confident stance, and overall demeanor in which he presented himself. I was overwhelmed with trust for the man. In my eyes, he was a savior in time of famine, salvation in a valley ruled by chaos and uncertainty. As we walked back to my house from the gates, he told me about his previous experience with animals. According to his past, he'd cared for animals similar to my own. When I told him about my jaguar, he smiled, looking into my eyes. I also have a jaguar back home. He sounds a lot like yours. It was nice to have someone who understood my animals. My previous zookeeper, while he cared very much for my animals, did not understand them on a deeper level. The new zookeeper not only seemed to comprehend everything, but also had similar experiences with animals of the same nature. I understand these animals. I know all about them. Allow me to take care of them for you he said, taking my hand in his. He kissed it, looked up at me with insatiable romanticism, his eyes driving into mine with the intensity of a lion's roar. Tears began to stream down my face, though I did not know why. My heart pounded and my breath fought hard to escape my lungs, almost like I had been punched in the stomach. The world started to spin, the zookeeper's face distorting in my view as my vision went black. I'm taking you to your room he said, catching me as I passed out. It has been three months. Now, I sit in my room, blankets covering my ruined thighs, blackened and bruised by the elephant, which keeps imposing on my personal space. Still, I do not acknowledge it. I slink toward my window that overlooks the zoo, taking the last of my energy to force myself out of bed. I have not left my room since the zookeeper arrived. That night, the zookeeper had told me not to leave my room, as it would be detrimental to my health to care for the animals. Allow me to take care of them, he said, tucking me into bed. But you have nothing to worry about, he smiled, his voice monotone, his eyes focused directly at mine. Nothing is wrong. You're okay. Your animals are okay. I assure you. There was something in his eyes, a spark of light that made me flinch, 
but I found myself trusting in the words that escaped his mouth. I nodded, shifting comfortably into bed. He pulled my wool blanket over my head and turned off the light, and I swear I heard him say, Good night, pet. At this moment, I flick the small hatch that opens my window. The window screen cannot filter the stench of feces and decay that emanates from my menagerie. It did not smell like this before the zookeeper arrived. It has become too much to bear. What was once my beautiful zoo has slowly become a cruel circus of savagery and despair. The animals are in a state of disarray. The jaguar has been moved from his environment to a small metal cage. I am close enough that I can see a bright red wound on his right hip. He licks it obsessively, frantic in my efforts to heal it, making it worse. His wound has been present for about a week or two now. I trust that the zookeeper is trying to help my jaguar, although as the days go by, I am losing hope. The zookeeper assures me that the jaguar is at fault. According to the zookeeper, my jaguar is neurotic and crazy. It's possible, my zookeeper mused, that we might have to euthanize him if he licks that wound any longer. If I had been told that three months prior, I would have been livid, but now... I am tired, and so I merely nodded my head in solemn agreement. I blink slowly, my eyes heavy. The bed calls to me, the elephant looming over my bed like a dark shadow. As I turn to crawl back into bed, something at the front gate catches my eye. It walks on two legs, tall like an ostrich, with movements like an ape. There is no fur present on the figure apart from its head. Instead, a colorful cloth adorns its torso. My eyes widen in shock. A human has entered my menagerie without my permission. I clutch my heart so it doesn't escape my chest. My breath catches in my throat, a lump building in my esophagus as if a frog has made its home there. My gaze searches frantically for the zookeeper as more and more humans pile into my private zoo. He's nowhere to be found. I turn towards the door. The elephant blocks it with its massive haunches. A trunk beckons me, attempting to seduce me into sleep. I try my best not to acknowledge it as I push on its leg, tears beginning to stream down my face. How could this happen? Why were there humans in my zoo? My stomach lurches at the thought of how violated I am. My body feels dirty, like I had rolled in the mud with the pigs and slept with them. Please, let me out, I say, not looking the elephant in the eye. And why should it do that? I hear a voice from behind me. It is monotone, but there's a tiny hint of sadistic joy dripping from it. I turn around slowly, my hands shaking, sweat and drool rolling off my face. It's the zookeeper. He stands in my room, his chest puffed confidently. A smirk is painted across his face. H How did you get here? I manage to blurt out. It's easy to step into a cage when you've already given me the key. My eyes widen. What do you mean? The zookeeper slinks towards me, confident but careful, as if he is sneaking up on an injured deer, although it is not in a concerned way. His movements come up more as predatory. He licks his lips, his torso destroying my personal space as his stature towers over me, his piercing blue eyes giving me a look of disapproval. Your animals are easy to control, he growls, his breath fresh but vile almost as if he had devoured rancid meat before indulging in an after-dinner mint. They're a great circus act. Prod them with a stick and whip them into submission, and they'll do whatever I want them to. You hurt my animals? I cry, although deep down I know it to be true. 
The zookeeper looks me up and down, a hint of lust in his eyes. You know, he says, grabbing my thighs and forcing me into his chest. You'd make a good traction as well. You're exotic enough. His hands felt sleek, slimy and scaly, like the body of a snake. He rips the clothing from my skin, one hand on my arm as he pulls down my pants. I try to get away from him, but his strength outweighs mine. I don't want to be in a cage. Animals are kept in cages. Yes, he grins, pushing me onto the bed. He turns toward the window. The wall opens, revealing an array of metal bars. Humans of all shapes and sizes peer through, their eyes greedy for abuse. The zookeeper licked his lips, gazing at me with feral eyes. I suppose you are correct. He cracks his neck, baring his teeth, which begin to grow in the dimming light of the room. His legs morph into something inhuman, his feet transforming into hooves. His fingers, still grasped onto my arm, dig into my skin as claws form from his nails. Terrified, I search for hope in the cage of my despair. I look up. The elephant still looms over my head, its beady eyes partially hidden by its wrinkly skin, giving it the impression of sadness. I look into its eyes, nodding slowly. I finally understand. It returns the nod, letting out a sound of war similar to the trumpet from the depths of its trunk. I have acknowledged the elephant in the room. The elephant uses its tusks to pry the zookeeper off of me, chucking him into the bars that separated us from the crowd of humans. I use the last of my strength to crawl onto the elephant's back. It stampedes wildly through the metal bars and through the crowd of people who spread out through the zoo screaming frantically. I made it a priority to release my other animals, starting with the jaguar. When we reach him, he's nearly dead, the infection on his hips, full of smelly, yellowing puss. I hug him, tears streaming down my face. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. The elephant, in the meantime, has decided to take it upon itself to stampede through the rest of the enclosures, releasing the rest of the animals. Through the chaos, I can hear the wild cackling of hyenas, the angry screeching of monkeys, and the hungry growls of the lions. I pet the jaguar on the head. I hear him purr softly as I hold him in my arms. I'm so sorry, I repeat. Suddenly, the jaguar lets out a low growl. I notice him glaring at something behind me. I turn quickly, my heart beating faster. It's the zookeeper, or what's left of him anyway. He no longer stands on two legs. Instead, he crawls toward me on all fours, hooves in the back and claws in the front. His teeth are bare, drool seeping from his muzzle as he prepares to pounce. He lets out a growl, leaping into the air with the last of his strength. I close my eyes, preparing for the worst. I felt the jaguar slip through my hands, leaving behind a tuft of fur and pus. Angry growls of desperation, screams of pain echo in my ears, and I am terrified to open my eyes. I am afraid of the end result. A deafening clash of screams and claws tearing into flesh flood the air. My body tenses, fearing for the worst. More sounds of screeching echo in the distance. Reluctantly, I open my eyes, vomit catching in my throat. In front of me lies the zookeeper, his mangled body spread out in defeat, gashes running deep through his furry, scaled chest. The jaguar, though injured, stands over him, triumphant in his dominance. The rest of the animals in the zoo, both predator and prey, gather around in awe. The elephant slowly makes its way through the crowd of animals, its tree-like legs thumping lightly in the, on the solid concrete. It glances at the zookeeper, then back 
to the jaguar and I. It nods once more, lifting its incredible foot into the air. The zookeeper, whose piercing blue eyes once planted the seeds of contempt and fear, now recoils in terror, though he can no longer move. The last thing he sees is not the sun, but the shadow of the elephant, and its foot stepping hard onto his face. A loud, smooth, cracking sound fills the air, like a watermelon being dropped onto a solid surface. Blood seeps through the cracks in the concrete, staining the ground. All is silent. With the zookeeper gone, I am alone to take care of my animals once more. The monkeys had chased out the majority of the humans. The starving lions took care of the rest. I am broken, but not destroyed. I had not lost any of my animals, although many of them, including the jaguar, needed to be cared for and watched over intensely. It has been so long since I have cared for my animals. I feel like I have almost forgotten what it is like. Today, the previous zookeeper returns from his holiday. I have cleaned up enough to where everything is almost back to normal, but he can still tell something is wrong. He holds me in his arms, brushing back the long strands of hair from my eyes. The menacing lump in my throat returns, my muscles tensing up at the base of my spine as he pets my head. I'm glad you're back. I really am, I say with sincerity. What happened to the jaguar? He asks, his eyes full of concern. My eyes shift toward the left. The jaguar is curled up in his enclosure. His wounds have been bandaged, though his eyes are still sullen. He'll be okay. Just an accident, that's all. And what about you? I look down at the bruises on my body that are still healing. I'm fine. I lie once more. However, deep down, I know as long as I have my animals, I will not be deterred.